Yo, with Julian on the brown note and um, a pretty special movie review. Uh, the movie Nomadland. Now, I'll start with a criticism, and the biggest criticism I have about Nomadland is that um, it made me mortified that I hadn't bothered to watch the previous films by Chloe Zhao, a Beijing-born, uh, educated in London and then moved to L.A. film director, her first couple of films got acclaimed, zero budget. Uh, songs My Brother Taught Me, The Rider. Both of those films were very sort of um, Heartland USA. <laughs> she seems to be like the most heart... She's Chinese and she seems to be like the most Heartland USA director going at the moment. Now, people sat up and took notice of those films, but I don't know how they compare to Nomadland. Nomadland is currently number one on Metacritic for films of 2020 based on the average reviews and the amount of times it's appeared in top 10 lists and so on. But like I said, I reviewed First Cow, the number two film on that list, and thought it was a 6 out of 10 at best. So I didn't necessarily know that I would go along with this. Now, if you want to know if Hollywood has sat up and taken notice... Kevin Feige, who Ben Affleck called over the weekend the greatest Hollywood producer in history after his uh, production of the Marvel Cinematic Universe over about 23 films, has sat up and taken notice. And this woman, who has only directed very tiny budget independent films, has been given a $200 million budget for Eternals, the upcoming Marvel film. So Hollywood really is paying attention. Now, Nomadland, um, it sort of meandered through the festival circuit, garnering acclaim. It stars Francis McDormand, dual Oscar winner, and its basis is the global financial crisis of the sort of 2008 era and the economic situation of older people in America not having enough money to hold on to their homes and travelling around America in Winnebago's and RVs and vans, seeking uh, seasonal work, work at factories for Amazon, and getting by. Now, that's her story. She's been living in this tiny town in Nevada, in the mountains, in the snow. Uh, Nevada, obviously, more known as the sort of deserts of Vegas, but a lot of mountainous regions which are freezing cold, she lived in a tiny town, and that tiny town had one business, um, some big uh, mining operation. About 500 people lived there. A few years previously, a, her husband, who she'd moved there with and lived there for years, died. And she basically had reached a point where there was the town is in Wikipedia as being delisted. There wasn't anything there left. There wasn't any shops or jobs or anything. It had just gone. So everyone just moved and left. And she decides to pack her life up. And we see that she is a pretty down person um, and emotionally remote uh, and quite a bleak person. And she packs everything that she wants to keep in a van and she heads off. Um, initially, she sort of gets work for a few months at an Amazon factory and other times in RV parks and so on, and meets a community that has grown up in America called these sort of grey nomads. I think we call them more or less the same thing here, grey ghosts maybe. Um, 
traveling in the country, but I guess in Australia, the grey ghost denotes someone that's got financial means to, to be a tourist and travel, whereas these people haven't really got any money and they're going from job to job. Now, I expected a f one kind of film when I started watching this, and it was a, a bleak film, a political film, and it focused on the stresses of modern American economics and how it's let people down who've worked their whole life and can't afford medical care and lose their house when they get cancer. Something like a third of Americans lose their entire life savings from a cancer diagnosis and the subsequent treatment. And I, I pretty much knew what I was getting into, except I didn't at all. Um, this film... It follows her on the road and nothing much else. Along the way, she meets people and she intersects with her family. You find that she was, long before the financial crisis, an alienated person who had left behind most of her family. She is now an incredibly restless person and may have always been. She has opportunities along the way with the people she meets to stay of, uh, for a long period of time, particularly a guy played by David Strathairn, Strathairn um, who offers her a place to stay permanently, but she can't do it. Um, I really found myself coming back time and time again to the Wim Wenders classic film Paris, Texas, and the Harry Dean Stanton character in that film. This unknowable, alienated, down guy and he can't stay in one place. And that's a tragic film, one of the most heartbreaking portrayals of American alienation ever put to celluloid, a true masterpiece of a film. And I kept coming back to that film as a, a focal point for Francis McDormand's character here. Now, things that surprised me about this movie, I was expecting cinema verite, and what I instead got was some of the most beautiful cinematography and the music by Ludovico Einaldi, which is a piano-based score, which blends perfectly with the music, uh, perfectly with the cinematography and the dialogue at times. I got the most beautiful artistic tone poem imaginable about the American experience from a heartland perspective from an elderly perspective. It was a beautiful piece of art. There wasn't so much cinema verite. I mean, another thing that I was really impressed by here, it's almost a new paradigm in filmmaking. Frances McDormand is acting a lot, probably about 50% of the characters she meets are real people in that real environment. And sometimes they're telling their whole story other times they're telling an embellished version of themselves and it all blends together. I mean, there are times you notice that they're obviously real people talking. But I didn't find that a distraction. Some reviewers said that it was a bit of a distraction. I didn't think so. I thought that it blended a beautiful artistic film with a documentary. And I don't think I've seen that done to this level. I've certainly seen directors use real-life people talking, obviously, about themselves realistically in a film but I haven't seen it used so much in a film and blended so perfectly. Another thing that really surprised me about this film was politics. This film I expected to be riven by politics. Instead, the politics are in the background and intersect throughout the film 
with the stories of the characters. It's never an ostensibly political film. Most of the people focused on have their own life story, which is focused on that intersects with the economic and political climate of America. And it never needs to directly reference things to any large extent. It just is there in the background and you know it. And it defines it without ever really pointing the camera straight at it. It lets each character tell their own stories. Francis McDormand's character has a very long history before the financial crisis that made her who she is on the road. Another thing that really surprised me is how utterly optimistic it is. I expected these people to be destitute, have the most awful lives, and it be a despairing film. It paints these pe people as having this beautiful existence. They are incredibly happy to be living this life. It's mentioned at one, in one of the monologues about the tyranny of the dollar and about how all these people have spent their whole lives working and got nothing for it. And now, finally, they were free of the tyranny of the dollar. And they have these incredible communities that they sort of meet up with around traveling this long river around America. The Long Village I saw on a, a Rick Stein um, travelogue show about traveling um, the canals in France. They called it the Long Village. And this is the same thing. You meet up with people down the road. Um, and they make better friends than they've made in their whole life, people they can rely on, people that will do anything for you. They hold wakes for people when they pass. Um, and it really paints this most evocatively beautiful lifestyle, which I never expected. This is not a film with any real bleakness in it. It's got an incredibly light touch. There are no nasty... There's nothing, not one nasty scene in this film. Everything is elegiac, hymnal, and beautiful. Um, I cannot express how much respect I've got for Chloe Zhao for her direction here. Um, Frances McDormand was in Three Billboards, Ebbing, Missouri, which I thought was an overrated film. It was a good film. I thought the first half was brilliant, and I thought it fell apart in the second half with too many ludicrous things happening. I didn't think it deserved Best Picture Oscar, and I don't think Frances McDormand deserved uh, Best Actress. I think she's been better in other films. She's significantly better here. She paints with a much shallower brush. It's a much more unreadable person, yet you know her instantly. You know a lot about her, but she's got her own subtle motivations. She's a difficult person, but people like her, and she's honest, and they try and reach her, but they can't quite get there. And there's a wider portrait of American alienation here, perhaps the widest since Paris, Texas. The opposite of this film would be Hillbilly Elegy, which tries to sort of get under the skin of, you know, the underground of working-class America and these people in the margins, and it is just dire. It was my worst film of the year. This is the opposite. It doesn't try hard to do anything. It paints this beautiful lyrical watercolour of America. Um, the, the soundtrack and the cinematography are magnificent. Honestly, I think this is a shoe-in for Best Picture, Best Director, and for Frances McDormand as Best Actress. I think that it is a shoe-in for nominations for David Strathairn, who is superb as the only other real major actor in it. Um, he's superb as well. Doesn't just doesn't miss a beat in any second of his performance. 
and it will definitely get nominations for the screenplay, the cinematography, and for the music. So I think this will be the sweep at the Oscars this year. Um, it, I think it's guaranteed Best Picture and Best Director and Best Actress, and likely very close in those other fields. Now, I was really surprised by this film and really taken by it emotionally, and I was... I just kept waiting for it to stumble at some point, and it just didn't stumble. I don't think it made a narrative misstep throughout the entire film. Um, I have reviewed films on this show for 15 years, on the community radio show, which this is from, and I have never given a film on new release 10 out of 10 in the show's history. Um, I've given a few 9.5s a, a year, once a year. I didn't at all last year, I don't think. Um, but every now and again a 9.5, but never a 10. Watching this film, uh, it so exceeded my expectations of what the filmmaker was going to bring to the table. I thought that it was very, very timely in its focus on the economic situation of America, yet it presented a positive paradigm for people that have escaped it, it used politics and economics intersectionally that constantly were referenced yet not full on. It never made a political story. It made a story about people's lives and it let you see the economic impacts and the political impacts behind their stories. It gave us an incredible living, breathing enigma in Francis McDormand's astonishing performance it has the most beautiful cinematography of Heartland America you'll ever see. The music is blended so well. There are so many artistic highs in the film. There's a soliloquy by Shakespeare, which is so overplayed, I didn't think that it would ever be anything more than a laughing stock. It's used here to such beautiful cinematic effect, uh, which then blends into the piano score. Um, little moments abound that are so profound and beautiful, like her chat with her sister, where you get the understanding that she's actually been like this. She, well, she wasn't made like it by the financial crisis. She's on the road because of the financial crisis, but she was already who she was. It doesn't offer easy answers. It shows a restless soul that we can't quite reach, but we really enjoy spending time with. And the fact that it so exceeds my expectations of it as a film the fact that it's so much more successful artistically as far as a faultless screenplay of nothing. I mean, it's not like anything major happens, but what does happen is so beautifully paced and there's never a misstep at all from start to finish. I don't think there's a, a moment in the whole film which I would have said was false or didn't ring true. Francis McDormand has never been better. So I am going to give Nomadland the first ever 10 out of 10 for a new release film on this show it totally blew me away uh, it's a magnificent work of art and 10 out of 10 for nomadland